You have come to the right place. Hope you love America. Hope you're tired of the same thing all day, every day. Bringing you a different point of view. Bringing you the right point of view. From an everyday American. Recorded all over. No agenda, just America. Hello, welcome to Eric's America. It is uh, good to be back. I apologize, I missed you on Thursday. Actually, um, <clears throat> dealing with uh, a little bit of uh, sickness, and uh, I don't know, went and got my COVID test today. Um, that's always exciting. Um, it's actually pretty terrible, but uh, I've lived through it. Uh, have no idea if I have it or not. Um, you know, just the the usual stuff. Um, sinuses and and that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm not dying, and uh, I can still breathe. So, who knows? Ah, uh, but uh, yes, that's that's why I did not have a Thursday episode. Uh, actually, I crashed pretty early. I was pretty worn out, and so that's why I uh, went and called the doctor and all that stuff. Uh, haven't had any fevers. Um, pretty young, pretty healthy. Should be fine. As I've said before, I'm not that worried about it. And uh, if it is, uh. If it is, then uh, then this is uh, kind of an insane reason to shut down a country. I'll just put it that way. Um, I've you know had symptoms for about a week, um, just you know sinus stuff, you know, dizzy, you know, from <laughs> sinuses being clogged up and whatnot. Um, I can't imagine, um, you know, it's one of those things I said, well, this couldn't possibly be, you know, Corona cause this couldn't be COVID because, you know, damn this, you know, I've been worse off. I was outside working, you know, it was just having to be Thursday was a real rough day and got really tired, went to bed early. Um, as if that hasn't happened on a normal day, uh, that you're outside working in 90 some degree heat with, uh, 80% humidity. So, you know, who knows? Um, but I didn't notice being very cold and chilled outside in the uh, the heat uh, laying on pavement working on a vehicle. So uh, who knows? Uh, but otherwise, um, doing better, feeling better, um, trying to stay away from people, I guess, so I get the test back. You know, I you know, I want to be I want to be responsible as I can be. Um and it did start to worry me. My son and his girlfriend both uh, started getting some uh, symptoms and nasal problems too. So, you know, should have my test results back in a day or two and uh, all that. Um, although the, the my doctor's office really didn't even want to send me, I don't believe. <laughs> uh, the only reason they did is because I said I'd traveled, um, which I have. You know, I have traveled. So I'm sure I'll let you know all about it Thursday. Uh, there will be a Thursday episode this week. Um, yeah. Unless, uh, you know, something bad happens, which should be fine. I'm feeling all right. Um, I felt better. And, oh, yes, most definitely I have felt worse in my life. So, uh, all that being said, uh, start off with uh, a crazy video. Uh, apparently, Google pulled this down, but I think you can still find it. Um, I found it uh, on the Blaze uh, website. Uh, it's the Tea Party Patriots Foundation, so you might be able to find it. And it's uh, very interesting because Google nixed it really quick. It was only up for a little while yesterday. 
And if you didn't see it, um, yeah, search, uh, you're not going to be able to find it on Google, which might be able to find it on a, an, another party like the Tea Party Patriots or something like that. Or um, I'm sure there's several places that still have it. Blaze has it up. Anyway, it's a group of frontline doctors talking about COVID. And um, there is a lady on there. She's from Nigeria. And uh, she is a practicing uh, general practitioner in Houston. And she is really angry. Uh, we'll just put it that way uh, because she's very angry that people are dying because uh, she said that they already know that there's a cure, which is hydroxy zinc and Zithromax. And she's treated over 350 patients. They're all still alive. They were old. They had underlying conditions and they all survived and they're all alive. Uh, some in other interesting things that uh, I found on there was uh, the fact that the NIH already proved that SARS, by the way, if you, don't know this already i know they call it so many different things but it's sars covid 2 we already went through sars covid 1 about 15 years ago and uh the nih national institute of health which uh you know saint fauci um <laughs> is the head of and has been for years apparently 15 years ago they found that uh chloroquine uh treated it just fine uh sars covid 1 and they said, well, you know, now this is a no novel coronavirus. This is completely different. Well, it's 80% similar. So there's only 20% difference. So, um, yeah, it's a pretty good chance this medication will work. Um, and apparently that's what's being proven all over. But, you know, it's 2020. It's an election year. And you can't give the right. I mean, you can't give Trump a break. I mean, come on. I mean, so what if some old people die? Right, guys? Come on. Do you think the left cares how many old people die that could have been cured? No, they don't. And for those out there that are still, you know, plugging for the left, that's your party. That's your team. That's your people. They are more than happy to let people die if they think they can get power. And that is sickening. It's, I don't even know. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who would love to be president. Uh, who would love to have that kind of clout and power. Every, I mean, hell, if you polled probably 99% of Americans, every one of them would be like, yeah, make me president. You know, I'll be president. You know, we all, you know, who doesn't, you know, theoretically. Now, if it actually came down to it, most of us would be like, no, I want no part of that, that hellhole. I want no part of that business. No, no, sir. No, thanks. Um, yeah. Um, and the pay's not even worth it. I mean, unless you're already filthy rich going in. Uh, you know, people are like, oh, well, you know, it does pay $425,000 a year. Yeah, it should. It should pay much more than that because you are getting attacked daily. You work about 23 out of the 24 hours a day. And, you know, you have all responsibility for many things that are nowhere near in your in your control or even anything you could do about it anyway but um you're getting the blame for it anyway and uh i'm sure that everyone's noticed that uh, people go in looking rather young and uh even if they don't go in looking young they come out looking very old and very worn and uh yeah that uh that job uh is punishing very punishing <laughs> I mean, people go in looking like, yeah, you know, yeah, they're normal middle-aged guy. They don't look bad at all. They come out looking like, holy shit. Whoo. 
That was a rough four years or eight years, man. Damn. So that being said, um, yeah, they're just, uh, you know, I don't know anybody that'd be like, yeah, well, you know, a couple thousand, maybe a hundred thousand people die. Sure. I'll do that to be president. There's not very many people that are that sick and cold hearted, but we're dealing with a group of people that have always, always from their inception through the beginning of the party with Andrew Jackson have not cared about the individual human life. They don't even, they literally, they literally have these organizations now through BLM and Antifa, which like I've said before, they're just the new iteration of the KKK. I mean, the KKK was the militant arm of the, of the democratic party 50 years ago, 60 years ago, probably almost a hundred years ago now. And, uh, Antifa and BLM have taken their place. Um, because a lot of people, you know, this whole thing, and I gotta, I go off on these tangents from time to time, but there's one thing that, uh, that needs to be said and is not getting said. And, uh, I had the, you know, sort of this discussion the other day, um, with someone and they are generally a lefty and anytime they come over, you know, we have a little bit of a debate and then it's like, whatever, you know, cause I don't mind. I don't mind as long as you're not going to be all crazy and calling me a crazy racist and all that stuff, which that stuff doesn't bother me either. It just gets annoying because I want somebody to actually debate what they really think. But anyway, I'm talking about history uh, and how, well, you know, there's so much, you know, left out of history. I'm like, yes, there is. There's a whole lot. Yes, I agree. And, you know, he's on the other side of it, though. He's like thinking like 1619 project bullshit. And I'm like, no, no. I said uh, my comment was, um, yeah, there wouldn't be a Democratic Party today if history was taught properly. They absolutely wouldn't. Uh, wouldn't exist. People would be like, no, screw you, man. You guys are a bunch of douchebags. Um, but anyway, uh, the KKK and this whole thing has come up recently in the last month or whatever with all the nooses, you know, all the noose things. Oh, well, the lynchings, the lynchings, um, the part. And, and I'm not denying that black people were lynched and it was absolutely fucking terrible. It was a fucking disaster. And oh, by the way, FDR made a promise to the KKK that he would not prosecute it federally so he could get elected. Just, you know. Just one of those random facts, you know, about all the heroes of the left. Um, not only was he quite a fan of Mussolini and, and later Hitler and, you know, they had a mutual admiration thing going on. Um, but yeah, he, he placated the, uh, KKK. Oh, and he turned Jews around, uh, wouldn't let them enter the U S sent them back to Germany where they most assuredly were probably killed. Uh, but yeah, he's a great guy. I mean, come on, come on. It's FDR. Of course he was a great guy. Um, but yeah, he promised not to, uh, prosecute lynchings or try to stop it. And then he, you know, named the head justice of the Supreme court, uh, was one of the main members of the KKK at the time. Um, you know, long, not too long after that, Robert C. Byrd got into office, who was another terrible human being that didn't manage to do a whole lot, except get a lot of shit named after him in, uh, in my home state of West Virginia. So, uh, yeah, just, just ridiculous. But what they leave out all the time, you know, is they're like, well, you know, nooses and all this, you know, all the lynchings is, is, you know, only focused towards black people. And that is absolutely untrue. 
one-third of all the people lynched, remember, one-third of them were white Republicans. We just leave that part out. Because if you know that, then, oh, wait a second, you realize that it's a political thing. But that's never it. It has to be a racist thing. Because you have to shift that blame. You have to shift it away. You can't say that, well, they they were the you know, militant arm of the Democratic Party and they wanted to scare black people from voting Republican because obviously after the Civil War uh, and the emancipation, most freed slaves and then their ancestors, their immediate family, well, of course they were with the party of Lincoln and with the Republican Party. And that was seriously threatening Democratic control. So what was the answer? The KKK was the answer then. Like now. There's a lot of black people. And if you don't if you don't know this already, there are quite a few very prominent black Americans who are conservative. And I wish there were more, but there's a lot of them. One of them just got killed this week. He's an ardent Trump supporter killed by BLM protesters. Or, but now they're not protesters. They're thugs and rioters. But yeah, they executed him. I uh, believe it was in uh, Wisconsin. I have to check that. Wisconsin or Minnesota. But yeah, he was a black guy. He was a Trump supporter. He had signs outside of his business. And yeah, they just shot him in the head and killed him. Uh, so yeah, they're the exact same. They're just the KKK. It's just the new iteration, man. I mean, how how does no one see this? But uh, yeah, there are many of them. There are many because what most people don't realize or most people don't think, I should say, is, you know, a lot of black America are very conservative. I mean, that's why you have black churches so much. You know, a lot of these pe- a lot of these communities have large churches. They are very conservative and they have conservative values. Now, we won't get into the whole um uh, devolving of the family unit and all that. We've talked about it many times and it is devastating to uh, especially black America. But yes, we always seem to be able to uh, just move that, the facts just a little bit, you know, say, oh, nooses, you know, that's only aimed towards black people. Well, no, it wasn't. It was aimed towards conservatives then, Republicans then, the same way Antifa and BLM are aimed towards conservatives and Republicans now. I mean, what's crazy is if you go on the website and you read the things that are supposedly they're fighting against and that are white supremacist ideas, all they did was take most of the Republican articles or the the platform and said, oh, this is all white supremacy and this is evil. I mean, really ridiculous things like American exceptionalism. That's white supremacist. That's weird. I mean, last I checked, um, you know, if you're wanting to talk about American exceptionalism, when you're talking about, you know, inventions and, and breakthroughs and discoveries that we've made here that, you know, actually total up to more than 60%. I think it's like 65% of all the major advances in human history in the last like hundred years that have all come from the U S and they're not all white. So, 
When we say American exceptionalism, we mean American exceptionalism. Well, that's weird. Um, why should we celebrate that? I mean, that's awful. I mean, should we all just stay in the dark ages and die of, of you know, paper cuts or infections just so somebody doesn't feel bad that they're not adequate? What? What are you talking about? I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um, but then you think about it a little bit and, you know, it, it goes along with the whole idea of Marxism and communism. The whole idea is to break the human down to a shell because you need slaves. That's all socialism and communism ever have been. It's all about instead of enslaving a small group of people, you know, like China does, um, it's about enslaving an entire country to push all the money to the leadership. And if you have any doubt of this, look at Venezuela. I mean, Venezuela used to be one of the richest nations on earth. Very oil rich, very wealthy nation, did very well. And then it went to socialism. Huh, weird. Now Maduro and Chavez, billionaires, multi-billionaires, their family, multi-billionaires, everybody in Venezuela starving and dying. Well, of course people want to do that with America. You're talking about going well above and beyond what you could do with somewhere like Venezuela. You're talking about the wealthiest nation on earth. You imagine what kind of power and wealth you could put together if you could socialize this country. Because everybody knows what this country is capable of. I mean, hell, look at it with uh, with COVID, you know, with just removing the regulations and all this stuff and the red tape. I mean, they're talking about, you know, producing a vaccine in January after some of the stuff I've listened to here. Um, you know, it's probably not that hard considering they know they can already cure it with hydroxychloroquine and, and Zithromax, apparently. Um, so apparently you don't need to make that crazy of a vaccine. Um, but, yeah, they're already headed into phase three trials. And uh, probably will have it out, you know, first of the year. I mean, that's insane. It's crazy. You know, I mean, if you look in the past, it took years, sometimes a decade to come up with a vaccine for something. Now we can do it in a year. It's crazy. Um, but so many of the advances that changed the world all came from the U.S. And that is U.S. It's American exceptionalism. And. That's just skipped over. We can't talk about that. America's bad, terrible, racist, horrible place. And why is that? Because if people realize that the dream is still here, well, they're not going to go along with these insane policies. Who would? I mean, I'm, I'm, to me, it seems insane no matter what's going on. But of course, the left knows they need panic. They need disaster. They need horrific fear to be able to make this work and FDR even admitted there's no way he could have ever done the things he wanted to do if there wasn't a depression going on now there's a lot of debate that the depression would have ended much sooner would he have not done the things that he did with the the new deal um but I don't believe that uh, his main goal was to really save America at all 
It was to control America. Um, but we will move on to uh, Antifa, which apparently, according to uh, the wonderful Jerry Nadler, who is, um, uh, you know, his pants, uh, I think, are officially squeezing off his oxygen. Uh, if you've never seen pictures of Jerry Nadler, um, if for some reason, uh, he definitely likes to wear um, uh, Urkel pants, we'll say. Uh, in fact, I think he's well beyond Urkel at this point. Um, he really has no torso left anymore. It's just arms, head, pants from there down. So apparently his waist is right around his nipples. I have no idea. So I have to get a laugh out of that. A very strange, weird man to begin with. Uh, very full of shit as usual but uh he just reiterated that uh antifa is not uh it's just a figment of people's imagination it's just a myth made up by conservatives and they are not really doing it they don't even exist much less are they causing all this havoc on the west coast i mean you know it's they're not out there you know shooting fireworks at police and at uh, federal agents and trying to burn down a federal courthouse. No, it's all in your head. And I think that is very telling, you know, maybe he's being a little too honest, you know, maybe he didn't get the memo that you're supposed to not quite go to that level yet because they haven't seized power yet. Cause that's the kind of shit that China does, you know, they'll kill you know, a thousand people and be like, that didn't really happen. Everybody knows that didn't really happen. It's just propaganda. It's just people trying to attack us. It's the same shit that every, whether communist or fascist regime, that's what they always do. You know, they literally will just, as we call it, bold face lie to someone and be like, it's not even real. What are you talking about? Those bodies are laying over there. That's not even real. I mean, I don't even know what you're talking about. And everybody's like, okay, you know, I don't, I don't know what, you know, cause most people know what's going on, but they can't say anything because they live in a totalitarian regime. We do not. And apparently Nadler didn't get the memo yet that we don't live in a totalitarian regime that has a great pop propaganda arm yet. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he does, he's on the left, so they do have, you know, CNN and, MSDNC, but that's not enough. You know, I mean, they do have Google and Twitter, um, and you know, Wikipedia sort of whatever the fuck that, you know, that's good for, um, which is good for nothing. Um, <clears throat> and they do have academia. Um, they do have the major colleges on their side, I guess. Uh, but not everybody's believing it yet. So you can't really get away with that yet. Sorry. Sorry, Jerry. Sorry, but, you know, maybe you should loosen the belt and get a little breath of air in those lungs. Get the brain cells firing again. Um, yeah, we we have all the video of all these people doing this. Um, we really aren't dumb enough. Um, I guess he really thinks maybe he's that smart and everybody else is that dumb. Or maybe he's just like Biden and just not home. You know, lights are on, but no one's home anymore. I couldn't tell you. But yeah, that was his brilliant statement. Um, again, you can go look it up and listen to him go, oh, that's just a myth that uh, people have been spreading around Washington, D.C. Uh, what? Maybe that's true for him. Maybe he hasn't been out of Washington, D.C. He probably hasn't been in the last 40 years. Um, 
but uh, the rest of the country knows that they're real and they're douchebags. And uh, apparently, uh, I've got to look that up. i got to look up the story or something. I want to say the uh, one that got arrested, I think he um, shot a cop. Or maybe he's the one that shot the uh, the black uh, guy that was a Trump supporter. Anyway, he was a pedophile. Um, but, of course, that's part of their platform, too. If you didn't know, they want to make that legal because, you know, love is love. Yeah, I mean, why do you need laws to tell people that certain things are wrong? <laughs> crazy, crazy conservatives, I'm telling you. Us wacky conservatives over here want to protect children from predators. Fuck me. <laughs> There's a terrible idea. What fascists we are. Um, What fascist we are, I'm telling you. Um, oh, by the way, we can't be fascists. I've already covered that, so guess we're not. Sorry. Um, which I wish there really was an, a true anti-fascist um, uh, group. Um, I mean, they don't need to put on masks or all the KKK garb and uh, go, you know, shoot, you know, fireworks at police officers. Uh, what they could do is start, uh, you know, exposing the cancel culture people. Yeah. Uh, and all the fascists running around the street that could just gather them up and, uh, <clears throat> you know, maybe uh, send them somewhere. I don't know. I have no idea, you know, and I'm not uh, I'm not all about, you know, rounding people up and, and putting them away. And, and child molesters are sorry. Um, the ones that are uh, are convicted uh, pedophiles. Yes, uh, those, those can go somewhere. But, uh, you know, just general kids who have no clue and just have been brainwashed. I, yeah, I kind of feel sorry for them. Um, and I condemn their parents. I condemn the, the schools and the uh, professors and all these people that have seriously damaged people. And unfortunately, I know one fairly well. And, you know, of course, I mean, he's not to the point of being uh, an Antifa member, but... Uh, you know, uh, just really got a warped, uh, kind of idea about everything. And, uh, like I said, I just had a discussion with him the other day and I'm trying, I'm trying my best. I, I don't just, I don't just do it on the podcast. I try to do it in real life too. I try to help, but, uh, you know, when you come up, come up to me and tell me, well, you know, socialism and communism and all that is, I mean, they're all good. I mean, they're all good forms of government. Just people do it wrong. <laughs> my head almost blew off. I'm like, well, what? What are you talking about? Jeez. But that's where we're at. That's where we're at. And apparently that's the opinion you get if the only source of news you have is Reddit, by the way. So for those huge Reddit fans out there, just letting you know, uh, might be a tensy bit skewed on uh, what information you're getting. So, uh, uh, yeah, it is a, a huge problem. And it is a cultural problem. Um, In some ways, most of it is an educational problem. And uh, I did see where finally uh, <clears throat> Nicole Hannah-Jones uh, finally came out and admitted once, uh, I guess once the Senate, uh, st I think it was Tom Cotton. I want to say it was Tom Cotton um, made a proposal that they're looking at right now by uh, cutting all federal funding to schools who agree to uh, the 1619 curriculum, uh, which, you know, this is where I have a problem. I don't like the government getting involved, but at the same time, if the other side's going to get involved and 
have propaganda, then somebody's got to stop it. And yes, I would prefer it be the uh, ordinary citizens and the moms and dads to be able to go in and say, no, you're not doing this. But uh, as we realize, you know, a lot of these people are busy. They, they, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to provide a living and they're expecting the school to actually teach real things. So, yes, um, I don't disagree with the idea behind it. I just hate that it has to be done. But anyway, he, he proposed that all federal funding will be cut to these schools if they agree to start teaching the 1619 curriculum because, um, you know, even all the lefty <laughs> professors of history are like, whoa, 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 this is not even history. This is just some crap somebody made up. So then finally, the writer of it, uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones, um, the... Uh, the enlightened one uh finally did like a three-page tweet where she's like well i never really said it was history it's just my idea for a narrative narrative of what i mean i guess if you're writing a fictional account of what you think might have could have happened i mean i I don't know. You know, it's one of those things where if you're putting it in that realm, like, well, this is just the fiction of something I thought of that could do, you know, be a good idea. Then write that book, call it fiction, write that book. And it's whatever we have the freedom of speech. That's fine. And then she goes, well, it's more like a, a an act of journalism. I'm like, wait a second. No, no, no. Journalism is about telling the facts. Again, you're in the wrong, wrong genre. Fiction is where you're at. Fiction. Write a fiction. If that makes you feel better, write a fictional account of what, you know, your idea of this fictional founding of the U.S. and go through it all. And if it makes you feel better at the end of the day and other people read it and feel better about whatever. We have the First Amendment. We're free to do that. But what you can't do, what we can't allow, is for me to sit down and make up a whole entire history of the country, print it in a newspaper as some kind of fact, and then start printing material to teach children that it's fact. That is just stupidity. It's not even irresponsibility. That is just stupidity. I mean... I, I don't know, you know, are we going to go full on? I mean, we almost are. We're almost in full on 1984 mode. We are. And for any of those out there that have not read, uh, 19, you know, 1984, you need to, um, but I will warn you, it's not a hard read. It really isn't. It's, it's a, it's an easy read. It's a great story. I read it when I was younger and as most people that read it in school at some point or in college or whatever, uh, you kind of laugh about it. Like, you know, this is crazy. This stuff really isn't going to happen because it's kind of a, uh, just like uh, animal farm and, and other George Orwell books. He, uh, he was a man of the left. Um, but I guess maybe he had an awakening and realized that it always led to totalitarianism. And that's what, uh, you know, like Animal Farm is about. But uh, 84, he basically upped the ante and, ante and said, well, this is what it's going to be like in the future with totalitarian communist regimes. And, uh, you know, he was never really, I want to say he was never really that upset about the economics of it. That was, that was never uh, Orwell's thing. That's not his uh, forte. And I'm really glad that he knew what his forte was. Uh, because you know, now people just don't know. I mean, you have basketball players who apparently know, you know, 
the best ideas for uh, sociological theory and shit. So who the fuck am I, you know? Um, <clears throat> but he didn't, and he wasn't worried about the actual like economics of it. And that's not what it's about. So it's not a hard read. It's a very interesting read, uh, but it will scare the hell out of you because when I first read it, I laughed about it, you know, about the characters and the ideas in there. Uh, now it's coming to fruition. It's like these people read that book and it's like, hey, you know what? This is really a really good how to manual, uh, you know, stuff in there like, uh, you know, like the party, which is, they're just called the party, uh, you know, talks about, you know, new speak, you know, you have to have new speak, old speaks bad, you know, can't have that thought police thought crimes. Um, you know, so many of the phrases from that book have become like, you know, just pop culture, you know, I mean, I think he probably outdid himself, uh, with that, uh, because so many people have used it as analogies like big brother, you know, big brothers around here. Well, that's the whole idea of, you know, it comes from 84. Uh, but you know, the phrases are almost identical to like BLM, you know, uh, and, and what CNN and, and MSNBC are doing, you know, they talk about all oh, these peaceful protesters, you know, and in the book they're talking about, you know, war is peace, freedom is slavery, capitalism and freedom. That's terrible. That's awful. It's oppressive. You know, you need to, you know, go to socialism and communism. That's where the real freedom is. And everybody knows it's wrong. Everybody's seen it. We've all seen it. Okay. This is what bothers me. It's not that it's not like it's ancient history. Look in Venezuela today and you will see what it looks like. You can go back and read what it was like in Russia. And now they have some kind of, you know, crony capitalism kind of thing, sort of, um, sort of going on it's like a gangster capitalism that goes on in russia so they're still not a, a f true free market economy like the u.s which for those who don't know that is the, this is the reason the rest of the world hates us it's because we are free it's called jealousy we are the freest nation on earth but we're giving it away to marxists and communists and um you know we're under 100 days to a huge election and we have to absolutely have to make sure that uh that we don't lose the last bit of it and boy they are desperate they are desperate what are we at 60 nights now of of riots in portland uh starting back up in seattle i think over the weekend there were 18 cities that they were protesting in uh new york is uh going nuts with murders chicago is nuts with murders it's it's total anarchy and the bad part is is the fact that this is their way of intimidating if they can't get you know it's not like it was 50 years ago where they knew all the neighborhoods where all the republicans and blacks lived and yes they were you know both at the same party back then when a lot of it started <clears throat> and uh they knew where to drop off the burning cross uh now it's a little harder you know they know the uh entities you know they know all the uh conservative media they don't know where all the conservatives are and they have no way of knowing and i'm sure that's why the polls look like they do that right now because no one can tell me that intelligent americans are voting for uh joe biden in mass just you're not you watch that man and uh everybody knows he they, you know <laughs> the lights may be on and even that's questionable sometimes but there's definitely no one home there's definitely no one home there. 
So I think a lot of concern. And I just saw the poll come out a few days ago that uh, two thirds of Americans right now feel like they cannot, they don't have the freedom of speech. What the fuck is going on? If people are afraid to speak their mind in America, then it is dead all over the world, period. That I will tell you. It dies here. It dies in the world. We are the beacon to shine to the world. Like I said, that is why people are hate America. It's jealousy. The same reason that the guys in Antifa that is, you know, these uh, the typical guy you hear about, you know, or uh, what is it? The DSA, the Democratic Socialists of America. You know, you got a guy who's, you know, 30 years old. He's never left home. He's kind of overweight. He's a slob, you know, whatever the typical, you know, guy here who, who thinks, you know, women are terrible because no one, will, none will talk to him. You know, you have that hating the rest of America for being normal or being usual or being fit into, you know, you have this fringe group who has, has basically tried to cobble together every fringe element they can find. Um, and bring all that anger towards all the people that aren't in their fringe and just attack America with it. And that's what you get. That's why you get such weird, crazy uh, variety of things. You know, you're like, oh, well, we want black rights, but, uh, you know, extra black rights. But we also want, you know, transgender rights and gay rights and this right and that right. And it's like, wait a second. But we have all that just by saying everyone's equal. We covered that ground already, you know. But uh they use that anger, you know, they use that anger and it, it goes through a lot of things, which, you know, if I haven't talked about it, I will later things like, uh, you know, the different race theories and gender theories, intersectionality, you know, are basically just all spins spinoffs of what Marx decided that the world was only two classes of the rich and the poor, the, the rich always oppress the poor is the basic premise, but now they've split it up into many factions. Dinesh D'Souza does a great job on all that. Uh, talking about identity socialism with using all the different oppressed groups and just making them hate everybody else. And that's how socialism gets rooted. And that's why you have people out there in the street fighting. They've literally been taught that everybody in America are race. You know, every ism you can think of, we're all racist and we're terrible and we hate everybody. And, that all these people are oppressed. And the only reason you're, you're, you know, having a rough time, you're not as wealthy as you want to be. You don't have as good a life. You don't have as good a job. All these things, they're not your fault. They're everyone else out here's fault, or they're all Donald Trump's fault, which is just about the most asinine thing that I've ever heard. Because if people knew the limits of what the president can and can't do, uh, which they would, if they would have taken civics, you would learn these things. There are checks and balances and there are limits to all power. Apparently, we didn't teach it. And why would we not teach it anymore? Well, because the left wants more power than what they are allowed. So therefore, they run the educational programs in the U.S. And so they just leave it out. Because if people are educated on these topics, then they'll say, no, you don't have the power to do that. So just get off my back. There is some signs and i will say there are some signs that uh the election's not going to go the way uh most are thinking right now especially not the way the polls 
and I say this uh, in caution, of course, because, you know, you never want to be too confident at all. You know, you need to always play like you're behind and it's the fourth quarter, really. Um, but honestly, uh, something I saw, and you know, it started today. Uh, apparently, the House is trying to impeach uh, the Attorney General now, Bill Barr. Now, Bill Barr has been in government before. He was Attorney General previously, uh, although it was when I was uh, about 10 or 11 years old. <laughs> so it was it's quite a while ago. Um, but, uh, you know, he's a guy that most people on both sides of the aisle have always respected because he was uh, a law and order guy. And uh, even though he was more conservative, he was very fair. And that has been said by even Joe Biden back in the day. Um, you know, talked about how uh, fair and even and, and you know, correct Bill Barr was, uh, even though he didn't, you know, really agree with him politically or whatever, that he thought he was a very upstanding man. But uh, you would think that uh, if they felt confident in any way that they were going to take power, uh, in less than 100 days uh why would they be going to all the trouble to try to impeach an attorney general which they know is going to get killed because there's no reason to impeach the man um you know they say well you know he's uh an operative for donald trump and uh well they say that about anybody uh who is uh, on the right right now but uh, no, uh, I just saw that he did his uh, opening argument, did questioning today. I did watch his opening statement, which was great because he did uh, he did fire a few shots, especially because Nadler is like the ranking member on the House Judiciary Com Committee, and uh, I saw him you know fire a couple shots about Antifa thugs uh, <laughs> rioting in Portland and stuff, and it was you know it was in direct response to uh, Nadler going it's just a myth that people in Washington are floating man it's not real it's not real um, that's the people who have died or you know their business has been burned down or you know been attacked and I mean there's been many. And this has been a problem in Portland for quite a few years now. And I, I do believe that most of the people that live there are absolutely terrified of them, which they should be because these are not good people. Uh, not at all. And, uh, you know, they come out, they've been coming out every night for 60 nights now just to uh, uh, fight against. And let's not, you know, let's not make any uh, different. These aren't just armed radicals. I mean, they are Democrats. They are going to vote for Joe Biden. Okay. So let's dispel that myth right now. These are definitely Democratic operatives who are out fighting, doing anything to burn down a federal courthouse because they see that as a symbol of Donald Trump. Now, all this going on all around, all they want to talk about is how evil Donald Trump is. And the funny part is, uh, it keeps, I keep bringing it up over and over. If he was what they said he was, you know, I mean, now it's kind of funny. I mean, they really have to ramp it up because the whole argument in 2016 was, well, if he gets elected, he's going to destroy America. He's going to make it a Nazi. Uh, he's going to be a Nazi regime. He's going to do all this. And holy crap, it didn't happen. He didn't do anything any anywhere near any of that. And, uh, 
Well, now, I mean, we got to make it even worse because even though he didn't do it in his first four years, his second four, boy, he'll definitely do it now. We better fight, which is ridiculous. You know, like I said, I, I've said it many times, I'm not a super religious person. Now, I grew up in a very strict religious household, but I'm not super religious anymore. I'm not exactly an atheist, um, but, you know, it's just I'm not a super religious person. Um, but I do remember, and this is something that kind of bothered me and has bothered a lot of people, especially people who, um, and even people who are, uh, very religious get bothered by the, uh, the one guy you'll have him, uh, who says, well, uh, the world's going to end in, you know, 2012 or 2013 or 2015 or 1985 or whatever, you know, they'll set a date and a time or whatever. And, you know, they'll just on and on and on. It's all coming true. All this stuff's happened. You know, all the, all the signs are there. It's going to come to an end. And then when it doesn't happen, they said, well, no, now it's this future date. And that bothers a lot of people because especially people who are, you know, devout, very devout religious people go, wait a second, you're making us look stupid. Stop it. You know, stop doing that. You know, stop it. You know, you just make us all look like fools and we don't, we don't want to be perceived as fools. And that's kind of where these people are at. You know, they, they predicted all this craziness, you know, and I think they've backed themselves into a corner. It is a religion. Don't make no mistake. Wokeness and all this stuff. It's all religion. You have to, you know, recite the mantras. You have to do this. You have to pay penance. You have to repent for something you didn't do and all this stuff. You know, it's all, it's very, has a very religious kind of like a cultic kind of thing. But I think they've backed themselves into a corner they can't get out of. Because they went so far overboard with Donald Trump that there's just no way for them to back out of it now. How can they come out now after almost four years and be like, man, you know, we weren't really right about this guy. I mean, they're not going to do it. You know, you have one part of it that's majorly the Democratic Party that wants to win power back now. And the other side that, you know, the rest of them that just hate Donald Trump because they've been told that he's some kind of crazy fascist or something, which is just ridiculous. It's all ridiculous. And the biggest reason all these people lost it over Trump was the fact that he's he's an unknown. And no one owns him. And that's what most of, you know, his supporters and his voters like. Is he genuinely feels the only people he needs to answer to are the American people, which is actually, by the way, the way it's supposed to work. I Ide- ideally, that's what we are all taught and all firmly believe in that the president and our elected officials should answer to only us. That's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, unfortunately, politics, especially in this country for a very long time now, that is absolutely not who they answer to. They absolutely answer to whatever money is backing them. Or whoever got out the most votes and the most money in their campaign funds. And that's why you have people that are connected with things like CARE, which are terrorist groups. Because they had the money and they had the clout and they had the pull. And I'm not saying that some of these people don't have uh, very screwed up ideologies on the left and, and maybe a few on the right too. I'm not saying that, uh, everyone's perfect. Trust me, trust me. There are just as many on the right that I, that I don't agree with all the time, but, uh, far, far many more on the left. Um, 
at this point, I'd have to say the entire left and and a few of the right that I don't agree with. There's there's a few out there that I really do uh, have genuine respect for. Um, but unfortunately, not as many as I wish I did. Um, but they answer to special interest groups or, you know, lobbying firms or, you know, this business, that business. You know, Biden has been a big water carrier for the um, the uh, low income credit card companies the ones that charge 30 percent uh interest and stuff that are uh actually illegal to uh do through a bank or anything but they can do it through a credit card thanks to people like joe biden who owe them a lot of uh you know support through uh, campaign donations and this and that and they dress it all up as helping out uh, minorities well i don't see how giving them predatory loans or predatory credit cards helps anyone but hey you know, you know, it's not like, um, you know, I haven't ended up with one at some point and ended up in trouble with it, you know, because you, you need something, you know, they'll give you a credit card and then you go to try to pay it back and it's 30, you know, basically 30% interest and annual fees. And you're like, dude, I pay back 10 grand because of, you know, used a thousand bucks. Holy shit. You know, but anyway, so that's what the deal was with with Trump is the fact that he got there completely on his own. He didn't even have really the support of the whole Republican Party, you know, and he still doesn't. You know, you've got these crazy people, the um, Lincoln Project or something that started up with uh, former staff members of of W and and H.W. Uh, Bush and stuff that are like, oh, well, no, we don't like Trump. Um but he does what he thinks is right and what he thinks is the right thing to do, whether it the right or left or anybody agrees with him. He pushes ideas and policies that he thinks are the right thing to do, which is why most people in the political sphere hate him because he doesn't play the game. He does not play the game. He doesn't, you know, you've seen it with uh, coronavirus. He didn't appoint a panel to, you know, take surveys and he have hearings on what to do about the coronavirus. He shut down the border, shut down this, started, you know, put a team together and said, okay, come up with answers. That's what we want a leader and a president to do. That's what they should be doing. But unfortunately, I think a lot of people in this country have grown accustomed to that kind of idea. And that's why, you know, you start talking about why in the world would, uh, you know, different people not agree with something like school of choice because, you know, if you're stuck in a, you know, in a terrible rundown, horrible neighborhood with a really shitty, terrible school, um, do some research because it's going to astound you. The fact that that's probably the school getting the most amount of funding out of the entire area. And people go, well, why is it so run down and terrible? It's because the people at the top are taking the money and pocketing it. And it's not about kids. It's not about education. And that's why people support school of choice and says, hey, you know what? If it's not working, then we're going to move over here to a school we know work. They, they are having good results. We're going to go there. And, you know people freak out about it and why because there's a whole group and whole committee full of people that are all getting 
you know, paychecks and, you know, getting rich off the fact that this one school is failing. And it's not that they're helping the kids, they're helping themselves. If they spend half the money that they were getting on actually educating and working to better the education of those schools, they wouldn't be the bottom schools anymore. But they have a vested interest in keeping them at the bottom because then people keep throwing money at it and they keep taking home these huge bank, you know, these huge paychecks and they could give a damn about the kids. When's it ever been about them, you know? That's what people don't understand. I had this discussion with somebody the other day. It says, well, we're just not, we're spending too much money on the police and on, you know, this and that and not enough on education. It's like, no, wait a minute. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, we are. We're spending a shit ton of money. In fact, the three, three of the highest uh, grossing school districts in America are found in Baltimore, Chicago, and St. Louis, and they happen to be the worst three in the country. I mean, we're talking it's so bad that most of the people that graduate from these schools can't even read, and they're getting billions. You don't see a problem with that? I see a huge problem with that. And people don't understand how that can be. Well, how that can be is you do things like they've always done. You get a committee together and they get a, you know, um, a, you know, whole bureaucracy involved. And they say, well, this person oversees this and this person oversees that and this person oversees that and they do this and we're all going, we're going to fix this whole education system, but it's all a lie. All they're doing is creating a whole bunch of jobs for their friends or whoever. And all those people get paid but the actual school gets nothing. Yes. Should teachers be paid more? Yeah. But I think that much like I feel that uh, we should do with definitely our elected officials, we need performance based. This is a very conservative idea. I know how horrible is this performance based pay just like the rest of America deals with if you do crappy at your job you're not getting a raise and if you do crappy for long enough you don't have a job that's pretty simple 90 I would say easily 90% of America understands that kind of merit-based employment and pay do we not I'm sure that most people understand that very well you go to work on time you do a good job you you know you show that you have initiative and you're doing the right things, you will not only get promoted, but you'll get more money. If you show up late, you don't do a good job, you're not taking care of what you're supposed to, you're not going anywhere in that company, and more than likely, before too long, you're not there anymore. So why don't we do this with teachers? They said, well, we can't. Because that's not fair. Well, how is it not fair? Because you can identify the problems. You can you can do this. It's very easy to do this. There's many ways you can find out who is doing what and doing the right things. Here's an idea. Maybe if we have more teachers teaching real things and actual things like actual history 
not bringing politics and crazy theory and all this into every part of our students' lives, here's an idea they may learn. And if they have an incentive to do so, they will work harder to teach them. And by the way, if you can get the people at the top in the power structure and the boards and all that to stop siphoning all the money off of some of these schools, maybe they would do better or maybe they'll just, the kids, so many of them leave that those people can't get paid because that school won't be there anymore. I mean, we don't... It's the one thing that especially the left hates. We in this country do not believe in incentivizing failure. And apparently that is a horrible, terrible, racist, homophobic, I mean the list goes on, phrase to say that we do not like to incentivize failure. I think it's called common sense. If something is failing, we fix it. If it can't be fixed, then you get rid of it and try something different. These places, these cities, these school districts, everything else have been failing for long enough. Throwing more money at it is not going to fix it. You have to literally go and fix it. Because throwing money at it is going to do only one thing. The same thing it always has. It makes people in the power structures in these districts much richer. While the kids still get left out. That is the basic premise of school of choice. It's the fact of saying, hey, you know what? We'll figure out a way to get you over to that school. If you, if this one's failing and there's one across town that's doing better, we'll get you there. Those are the kind of things that Donald Trump is trying to do. And he's getting hammered on it. Why? Because of, you know, unions. Teachers unions. They don't want the kids to go back to school because of COVID. Although... Children are at little to almost no, almost no risk whatsoever of getting even seriously ill. The vast majority of children don't even have symptoms, even if they do get it. And oh, by the way, so far, <coughs> this is, you can look it up. So far, there has not been one, not even one single case of a child giving or transferring COVID to a teacher nowhere in the world and yes by the way all over the world kids have gone back to school it's only here in you know our election year that they're fighting kids going back to school why because kids are not getting hurt by this disease older people are and apparently according to the doctor i watched today they don't need to go either so uh maybe uh maybe the people need to actually you know take back over and use common sense. People do need to start using common sense. We know these things. We know these things. We have observed it, especially if you are close to my age. And there's young people that are are very, you know, I would say young people. I'm still young. There are young adults that are that know this stuff as well. I don't want to paint that picture because I, I've been around a lot of them. Uh, and I do realize they, they do have their heads on straight. You know, this is not a majority. I will say that the craziness you hear, all this wokeness, all this insanity is not the majority. It is still a loud, obnoxious and destructive minority. So that we can have some, some hope there. 
But yes, we need to use common sense. We really do. We know these things. We just have to be able to have the confidence that there are more of us out here that will stand by each other. And if we do that, then we can make a lot of these crazy things stop happening. We really can. We can work together. And I will say I did hear one interesting um, human interest thing. Um, We'll finish up today on a bright note. Uh, Apparently there was a mom in Kansas City and she had lost her job due to the corona and uh, I'm not sure the whole uh, story there but anyway she won a scratch off lottery ticket it was a hundred bucks well there was a police officer that was just recently shot in some of the rioting and stuff that's been going on there and her daughter talked to her and said they she really wanted to donate the money to the police officer and the family so they could have you know, a good dinner and go see him, which I thought was an amazing thing. Well, the Kansas City Police Department put together a GoFundMe for this lady. And as of today, it's at $149,000 they've raised for her and her daughter because she is out of work. So I guess the whole idea is you pay it forward and you never know. Never know what can happen. So that was great. And that's a positive story to end what uh what is usually kind of a sad sad state of affairs hopefully they get better uh and hopefully i get better and uh i guess when you hear from me thursday you'll know if i have the dreaded rona or not so anyway until thursday no agenda just